Anyway, Justin, gesticulating Justin. I'm trying to look at these x-rays over here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. Are these x-ray paper hard to read? Yeah, they are. Okay. Can you x-ray what episode it is? I don't think about this, like, any time outside of this, like, 10, 15 seconds. It's, it's one away from a very important number. Is it 59? No. Is it 69? No. Okay, then I don't know, man. It's 65. 65? Yep, it's one, one away from 64. Wait, what? What's 64? The Nintendo 64, your favorite console ever. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about Star Wars today. Oh, yeah, we were talking about Star like Wars. Like Order 66. Star Wars Nemesis. Yeah. And Star Wars uh, Insurrection. I was more joking about the fact we always get off topic to Star Wars, so I may as well just start it off early now. You want to talk about Star Wars, Justin? No, not really. Is there anything you'd like to say about Star Wars? It, it was pretty good. I liked the part with Vader. You liked the part with Darth Vader? Yeah, just that one part in or, one of the movies. As people call him, Dark Vader. Oh, do they? Yeah. Really? Because they're stupid. Are you serious right now? Yeah, I'm pretty serious. Jesus Christ. Do you know that he only has 12 minutes of screen time in A New Hope? Okay, did he need more? No. Yeah, he's... But, you know, made a big impact in 12 minutes. Yeah. Not enough for people to call him by his right name. Oh, well, you know, it's like the Mandela effect, I think is what that's called. Or people are just dumb. Like What's they... the Mandela effect? I, I honestly don't know, man. It's like people think Nelson Mandela died in prison, and that's why he's such a big deal. Oh. When in reality, he'd lived far beyond being released and that's why he's a big deal because he was able to perform the South African government after he had been like a prisoner for 10 years mm. but people are like oh he died in prison that's not like the common understanding so if you tell somebody no no he got released they're like what no I really didn't realize that he that people actually thought he died in prison yep. but, well okay. you didn't know people called Darth Vader Dark Vader either but. no I am just uh Ignorant to the ignorance out there, I guess. Yep, you're way behind on the retard curve. <laughs> you need to catch up. All right. I'll uh, drink some bleach when I go home. Okay. Dark day. Oh, okay. And they say Deuce Ex Machina. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> two machines? What does that mean? What? There's two? <laughs> two machines. Is Darth Vader's made of machines more machine than man now? Apparently. Apparently, but he has enough metichlorians in the part of him that's left that he still, you know, can pull stuff off the wall and have it fly into Luke awkwardly Arr. with strings. Throw it off from off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. He also can pull apart the Emperor's Frankenstein bed. He didn't pull apart. Wait. Yeah, in episode three, when the Emperor's like, oh, you killed your wife. Sorry. And Darth Vader's like, what? That's impossible. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I thought you said you, he pulled apart the Emperor for a second. Like, no, no, the Emperor's Frankenstein bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like... I mean, there's a lot of questions about Darth Vader. Like, why wasn't he wearing rubber boots? He could have picked the Emperor up and returned to the Jedi and had no problems. Just not planning ahead. Maybe the Emperor planned for that. What? Drilled holes in his boots while he was sleeping? Yeah. So it's like, oh, if he ever picks me up and tries to throw me off a balcony, I'll get him with that lightning. It's more of Senator Palpatine scheming years ahead of time. I better drill holes in these boots. Yeah, 5D chess right there. In case I have to, in, in case my apprentice in them later, 60 altered dimensional underwater polo. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, I think we really want to avoid grabbing Star Trek by the pussy today, but... Okay. And then we have to, because it's just... Are we... No news? Nothing happened this week? Okay. <sighs> Nothing I cared about. Okay. Anything happened you cared about? I think Blue Origin, like, blew up a rocket as a test or something. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, pretty yeah. much. Nope. Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess there's something to bring up. They're, they're in the, uh, the WikiLeaks dump of some of Hillary Clinton's missing emails. There's a bunch of references to aliens. Uh, literal or the uh, James Cameron? Uh, literal. Oh, okay. Yeah, Apollo astronauts emailing John Podesta, her campaign manager, saying like, hey, just remember the guys, the, the ETIs who are bringing us zero-point energy won't tolerate violence on Earth. Okay. Yeah. So, take that for what you will. Oh, let's not make this into a political <laughs> podcast. We are. Oh no! I, I the the okay. just factual. There was in the missing emails that WikiLeaks had. Okay. You got astronauts talking about aliens. No, astronauts have been on record for a long time, just saying like, "Oh, there's like been some unexplained shit when we we're going to the moon." And yeah, it's like there are some weird lights going on, and you well, know, NASA just told us like, "Oh, don't worry." That's I mean the nothing to the political angle. Just saying like you got you know. Some weird shit in these emails. Yeah. Apollo astronauts talking about, hey, aliens are bringing us secret technology, so don't start any wars. They don't like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I have some? Can I run my laptop on it? Um, It'll be in the iPhone 8. No. <laughs> it's only for the 1%. Sorry. <laughs> be in the iPhone 8. <laughs> Tim Cook, one more thing. We're running on zero-point energy now. We took out the gun and put a squirt gun in, okay? Wireless charging? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. You can do wireless charging now. Oh, okay. <laughs> neat. <laughs> yeah. It is neat. It, it just it's, remains it's, to be seen whether or not this guy, like, he actually responded to this guy's emails. That's the only thing I didn't see. Like, if he just got these emails unsolicited and is like, who is this crazy fuck sending me stuff? Or if there was actually a correspondence between them. I mean, this particular guy seems to be pretty connected up because there's other emails where he's talking about, like, oh, I had a chance to speak with so-and-so at the UN Space Convention, blah, blah, blah. So I guess he's not a total lunatic. Neat. I don't know. Aliens are among us. I mean, I kind of was always part of the camp. I thought there was already aliens here and whatnot, but that make me a nut job. Controlling people's left arms, perhaps? Uh, mostly lizard people. Yeah. <laughs> so you're one of those guys who believes that like the the Nordic aliens are on the inside of the hollow planet. Wait, well, is it like the Denver airport that like yeah. they're supposed to be under? Okay, yeah. yeah, the Denver International Airport. The no, I'm not that crazy. Where all the missing children in the world go, so the lizards can eat them. Yeah, that and pretty cool. Dolce Wars. Yeah, and the lizards <laughs> are on certain levels, and you can't go there without an escort. And then the Greys are at war with the lizards, and everyone's at war with the Nordic aliens. <laughs> who look like Vikings and have superior technology. The Asgard. Yeah. So so what is uh, <laughs> defining about a Viking? Like how they dress or just that they have like long beards? I guess they're like I mean, Aryan, Northern European type people. Blonde, long hair, blue eyes. Okay. Look like your stereotypical Viking. I always think of like, when I'm thinking Vikings, I think of uh, that guy from Game of Thrones. Oh my God, I can't remember his name right now. I feel oh. really bad. Yes, the Capital One guy. 
uh, I don't know. He might be Capital One. But anyway, yeah, he, I always think like Ginger red, when red, I think. Red beard guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the Capital uh, One commercials now. Tormund. Tormund. Tormund Giantsbane. Horse. Oh, what's his last name? Giantsbane. We didn't hear that in the show. His name is just that guy. Oh, okay. Oh, Asshole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. You don't even know who Timid is. Jon Snow Some punches the bad guy. <laughs> we really don't want to talk about these movies. Okay. But we have to. Okay, so I thought you told me when I started this shit pile <laughs> that every other movie would be at least decent. Uh, but then I told you that the Star Trek Nemesis broke the streak because it was awful. Uh, I kept yeah. looking for little nuggets in this movie to yeah. like, but there's one I found. That's about it. Did you? Was it the CGI Furby monster thing the kid had? No, it wasn't. It wasn't his gerbil? No, it wasn't. Or I'm talking about Nemesis right now, not the... Oh. Insurrection, was that the other one? Yeah, Insurrection comes first. Yeah. Anyway, can we talk about the one part I liked about Nemesis? Yeah, what is it? When Data and Picard were running away from the Romulans, trying to open a door. Data opened the door, they went through it. He melted it shut rather than just shooting the control panel. Great. Hey, okay. that that would actually shut the door rather than just like shooting a control panel. It good. would. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's the only part I liked. It's a small thread of hope to cling to. Very small. Very small. Very small. Almost as small as a little gerbil CGI guy. Yeah. Anyway, back to the first movie. Back to the first movie. How did it start? Started with some confusing ass shit they're like it's just a peaceful looking planet they're making bread right next to the blacksmith apparently for some mm -hmm. reason yep who knows why they would put them so close together and then apparently you know data starts freaking the fuck out running around all cloaked with other people chasing him cloaked and it turns out some federation group is looking at these people i thought it would be like a simulation at the start but then it was like they're actually people and they're like what the fuck is going on guys data's freaking out for a bit and then they uncover some sidious plot by some people in the federation to take these peaceful people's planet yep. blow it up or something so they can get the golden goose eggs inside or something uh, yes the golden goose eggs yes something like that that was all i could remember it's a very good summary and then data stops freaking out and then picard and data fuck shit up that's at least 90 percent accurate <laughs> as a summary yeah yeah but anyway the planet something about the planet's location its rings what's inside of it has some regenerative regenerative oh my god me regenerative yes regenerative dude i can't say this right now it has a healing effect thank you healing effect oh i was just gonna put in regenerative for you in the middle of your sentence but okay. oh you can cut that later okay <laughs> <laughs> on uh like the people's genetic structure so they end up getting younger and not aging to you know around you know 30 or so it looked like Really? You thought the lady who was trying to fuck Picard was 30? I think it was 40, just whenever know. they got there, that's the age they stayed. No, because... The kids grow up. Well, they said that the kids have to reach yeah. like maturity first. Yeah. 
And but, then then they stop aging. Yeah. No, but I mean, Worf was getting younger because he was going like back through Klingon puberty or whatever. Oh, I forgot that part. And Jordy could see, and he wasn't a cripple anymore. Yeah. Yep. Counselor Troy is talking about her tits. Poor Picard. He's always been bald. And yeah, Picard. We we later learn after he shaved his head one time in school, he didn't have a hair ever again. Apparently. And Riker lost enough weight to shave his beard. Yeah, and he went like <laughs> fucking gained it all back. Nuts over what's her name? Diana? Yep. Because I guess he has like his inhibitions are gone when he's getting younger. He just tries to rape everybody. Oh, okay. He is the grab them by the pussy guy on the Enterprise. Okay. Is any time in the series there's an alien diplomat who's a woman, bang. Mm. Oh, and he's always right he's always dating down into like his yeah. subordinate crew members and stuff. Stuff that would get you fired in the company. <laughs> L- Lieutenant Ensign, you're really gonna say no? Just corner him in the turbo lift. Yep. It's classic Riker. Computer halt turbo lift. Yeah. yeah. Somebody else gets on, he just leans back against the wall, makes small talk with Commander Data, and he gets back off, turns right around, pins the woman back to the wall. So I'm gonna see you later. We're gonna see you in the holodeck <laughs> later. He is a sex creep. Okay. Yeah. I was getting vibes of that, but... <laughs> Major sex creep. Okay. And he's like, Data, feel my face. Yes. Feel my face. It feels like your, my ass, or your ass, doesn't it? Smooth yeah. an android's ass. I've often fantasized about that. I did get a little yeah. chuckle out of that when Data just was like, no, no, I don't <laughs> think so, man. <laughs> shut, him, shut him down very effectively. Oh, but then Data has, God. like, after he does that... Great thing. Uh, then he has a cringeworthy line that makes you want to kill yourself, like lock and load. <laughs> there was a lot of cringeworthy lines, but but I think that was maybe the top two. Maybe the top two. I mean, there's really bad writing for this, but that's also like some basic questions have to be asked about the plot. Yes. Like Starfleet's super high tech observation plan is to drill a window into a rock ten feet away from the town and just look out. Yeah, that was uh, that was just like really strange. Like, they have these little flying <laughs> teleportation drones. Why couldn't they just like cloak a couple of those and you know fly them around and watch it's, them? It's no kind of a cameras. weird strategy, but they've there's a precedent for that. I mean, they they did it in the series, like that episode where you know they think Picard's a god. Yeah, who watches the watchers? Right, but it's that, the same. It's the same setup. That shit's like ten miles out of town, though. It's not that far out of town. It's not in the middle of the town, though. Yeah, this is like a cliff overlooking the town that is easily Maybe accessible by, Maybe they were budget-constrained like... for and this movie. They had yeah. to have a really small set. Or... And who watches the watchers? <laughs> they even say, like, oh, we well, use sensor equipment to monitor them. It's like, don't you guys have fucking cameras? Yeah, they don't have people running through the middle of town and right. shit. Like... Get a GoPro drone and just fly it through town. It's... I mean... Technically, you could say maybe they were that close because they were trying to, you know, get them into the holodeck at night or whatever so they could shovel them away. And that was part of the plot, I guess. But it to was... service the evil plastic Didn't really seem that... Like, how did they get in the holodeck when, like, everyone's asleep in the village because none of them, like, stay up all night or anything? Like, they all have, you know, a 9.30 bedtime? Pretty much. Okay. Even though later in the movie, when Picard and the woman he wants to fuck are walking around, there's clearly people walking around at night. Yeah. So when are they going to teleport everyone away at the same time? Do they? Don't don't worry. They're just going to wake up on the hollow ship. 
okay. And it's going to fly them to another planet and they're going to know the difference. Yeah, when they start, you know, getting wrinkles and like crow's feet starts going around their eyes, like, hey, that wasn't there before and shit. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because the Federation wants the radiation. They need it. So they're going to blow up the planet. I didn't really get that, but. Yeah, their collector to get it will destroy the planet is the, the big satellite thing. So why don't they just make this planet into like a spa resort planet for people who want facelifts? Because you have to stay there for it to work. You can't just get it and leave and be like, okay, I'm good for like 80 years. You have to stay on the planet because the radiation's there. That's why, you know, the crazy plastic surgery guys wanted to take it with them because then they could just use it wherever they wanted because they were like spacefaring. So, so why didn't the crazy facelift dudes that were apparently the same race as the They're all the, the same race as the people on the planet. Yeah, why don't they just like go to the other side of the planet and live there? Not knowing. I mean, there's 600 people on the planet, they said. I know. So why don't they just go to the other side of the planet? They would never know they're there. The very question that I asked when watching this, the only answer I could come up with is that they don't want to just stay on the planet. They want to take all the special radiation with them so that they can like live forever and be a conquering space civilization. I don't think they want to wait either. Right, because like it seems, if you stay on the planet, you will eventually get younger, and then you're good to go. But I guess that process takes a lot of time. They want like a concentrated dose. Right, of like it. they don't want to wait eighty years to get back to being young people. They want their facelift now. But the right. thing I don't get about that is if they're going to take all the radiation from there, once it's gone, it's gone, right? Yeah, that's the whole golden goose thing or right. golden egg. So it's not going to do them much good anyway because it'll still run out, and then they'll be in the same spot they were afterwards. The only way to really make it replenishable is to just leave it alone and be on the planet. That's the only way it'll work long term. Yeah, give the Baku some beads, tell them we're buying your planet. Here you go. I don't know. Yeah, they didn't bring the beads. That was There's just issue. a lot of things about this movie that make no sense. Or if, if the Sona really wanted the radiation from the planet and the Baku were the problem, they could just kill them all. Yeah, but then the Federation wouldn't allow them. That's why they were working with the Federation, right? They should have just done it quietly and said they all shot themselves in the head with phasers. So how they, did, they couldn't have made a movie then. How did Data <laughs> initially get to that planet? Why wasn't he on the Enterprise? He was on special assignment. They loaned him. So... Why would what 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 role was Data playing before he went nuts? He was being a scientist, and then he saw what they were doing, and he was like, and then somebody damaged his like memory chip or something, and he like went nuts. Yeah, they Uh, he found out what was going on, then they he tried to stop it or whatever, and then somebody who was in the conspiracy was like, no, and then Data's like, oh no, I'm in you know command line mode, I go crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then Captain Picard sings a song with him. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) This movie is the direct result of First Contact's success because they learned all the wrong lessons from First Contact. They learned the lesson like, oh, all we have to do is make a Star Trek into a fucking action movie and it'll take care of everything. It'll take care of all the problems. But this one, the action is stilted and bad, the effects are bad, and they don't have a compelling villain like the Borg to make it worthwhile. No. They have nothing. Dude was kind of creepy. 
creepy and just like he had a very punchable face kind of way. But yeah. it's just like Ruffalo. Yes, the only like the guy goes like Aah! that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Where's, yeah where's it just his name seems is? like whiny. It's like all right, we're all gonna die. Ruffalo. Why, why is it gonna be Ruffalo? different for you? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Okay. He plays the Hulk in the But Avengers. unlike the real Mark Who? Ruffalo, this guy wants to frack what? the planet. He's like three feet tall. In in what movie? The Avengers. What is that? It's a movie about cripples. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out. Okay. I love cripples. They play basketball in wheelchairs and Mark it's Ruffalo. About, it's about a white woman who goes into an inner city school to teach cripples to play basketball and chess. Mm. And they all get scholarships in the end. In the end, they all go That's to right. college. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Feel good movie right there. Yeah, it's and they have movie. like one of those, uh, you know, sequences at the end of the movie with like the overlay t- uh, text and stuff. Like you know, Junior went to college and became like a sports owner or something. <laughs> yeah. Opened the first shoe store for cripples. And as for the teacher lady, <laughs> she returned to Valhalla or something. I don't know. So I actually she uh, got brutally murdered in the yeah, alley she, on the way home. <laughs> Saw a great picture today, or not this week. Um, is this dude who had a, uh, some crutches? Yep. And he had little Air Jordans on his crutches. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's what happens in the Avengers. We forgot to tell you. Okay. They start selling shoes for cripple gear. Insurrection to me is is on par with Star Trek V. Brims for your wheelchair. What's yes. five? The, the final the frontier. God the, like the, oh, the God one. Crazy blue God. Kirk kills God. Then I thought this was better than that. I I thought I think they're both they're on the same level of terrible. I mean, if I was given an option, and like had a gun to my head, I would pick this one. Oh yeah, over definitely. Final Frontier, or whatever. I guess I, I differ on that. I would choose the Final Frontier because it's got like one kind of specific flaw in it. That it, the story is the flaw. Generally, everything else, excluding the special effects, is workable about that movie. This one, all of it sucks. All of it. I'd Even the acting one. sucks. Still take it. Yeah. Whatevs. <laughs> can you just see like how like you know tough it is for them to say some of these lines like when data says lock and load you can just see like a little part of brent spiner dying inside and he knows that he's getting paid to say that but he's like god damn it like this is this is fucking retarded and it's just, you know they probably all think about like oh man remember when we were doing this like five years ago and it's like we actually did stuff in the series and it meant something and and we used our reason and logic, but no, now we just have these fucking awesome phaser guns and we're going to solve all our problems with the giant phaser guns. So I didn't really get that. <laughs> it seems like, so I, again, I don't know Star Trek technology that well, but like, it seems like the little phaser pistol things that they carry around can be short range, long range, whatever, pretty much all around. Yep. So why do they have rifles? More power. But they can already kill people or disable drones or whatever. So why do they need more power? Because they look uber cool, right? So now they have these big fucking guns. They can just go around like the men in black and solve all their problems with guns. Uh, Unlike the series where they had to use their minds. Do you remember the men in black animated series? Yes, I do. And it was awesome. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. 
Remember the guy who was Kay's old friend, Alpha? No, who I don't. was like transplanting no. all the alien organs into himself to live longer? Wait, maybe I do. Is he a Remember giant blob? the worms? He eventually he was a giant <laughs> blob, yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying, connection with this movie about like trying to live forever using facelifts and mm. I don't know, toxin Seems suckers. Like a bit of a trope at this point. Does it? Yeah. But whatever. How about when they're in the armory and then suddenly the Duke Nukem theme starts playing for no reason and they start throwing <laughs> guns to each other? Oh, you mean in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was just kind of strange. Like, everyone's like, you shouldn't do this, Picard, but let's go. Let's roll out. It's also really bad writing that everybody who's going down to the planet comes dressed to go down to the planet already. Like, they all had the same idea at the same time because... Like, the, the characters have no way of knowing who Picard's going to pick for the mission, but they all show up so they don't have to film any scenes of them getting ready or anything. Right. But they're all there supposedly because the effects of the radiation have made all of them rebellious because they give them, including like, hormones. The android, including the android. <laughs> including the android who has no hormones. Including Data. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's the little kid that talked to him and opened up his inner child. Wee. He says himself nope. in the movie he was never a child. So Yeah, I was never a child, <laughs> you little fuck. Also, I don't want to get into the, the math of how the hologram ship gets taller and shorter depending on what's going on. But I, I do want to mention that Data is a inflatable flotation device. Being right. one of the more cringeworthy things in the movie. Right, like yeah. his, his butt just blows up and... <laughs> Mm. It's terrible. So why would she hop on the raft to go out in the middle of the lake if she doesn't know how to swim? How can you live by a lake and never know how to swim? I don't know. She doesn't know how to swim? That was... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. she says, like, I can't swim, and Data's like, don't worry, I'm in, uh, you know, in the event of a water landing, I'm a flotation device. Okay, yeah, that makes no sense, too. I didn't think about that. Yeah, how the fuck can you have a village by a river and, like, nobody knows how to swim? I think it was just her in particular, like, because Picard said something like, how the fuck do you not know how to swim? It's like, oh, I never got around to it. But she's been there for, like, 300 years. Yes, that was that exactly. The joke. That's the joke. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Uh, uh, that's the joke. That's not funny. <laughs> I, don't like that. I don't like that at all. She was busy. Planning on how to jerk Picard off. Right, they're so busy because clearly they're all so busy in that village. They have. We got a lot to do. Oh my god! Like mill bread. Yeah, the well, the bread miller guy is also a positronic computers expert. Yes. Yes. Because they left their home planet and they left behind all the technology that made them do like bad things to each other. I'm thinking, okay, the problem wasn't the technology; it was you guys. So wherever you go, your problems are going to follow you. Well, no, the, yeah. all the people that were all, yeah, let's leave or whatever, they left the planet and then they got all butthurt that they left and tried to come back and take their golden eggs with them. But they all came from the same planet together originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Amish wanted to stay. And the, and the, the other people Sona were like, guys no. wanted to have their rum spring on, not come back. Yeah. They decided they liked being an outsider and they were shunned. Yeah, you're not allowed to come back if They were English. They became English. (laughs) Oh no! Stay away, Amish people. Hey, Amish people are pretty cool. They're not listening to the podcast, though. You don't know that. 
they could I'm be on the rum. Pretty sure up. they're not listening. The oh, Mennonites, yeah. though, they're probably listening. Well, we like the Mennonites right. because they make great furniture. Yeah, they make great furniture, and the food they turn out is fucking great. This episode of Super High Sci-Fi brought to you by the Mennonite Association of America. <laughs> yeah. So the way I was always described, <laughs> they make good ice cream, by the way. Like what the Mennonites were, they were basically Amish, but. It was so fucking hot in Florida where I saw them <laughs> most of the time that they used AC. <laughs> That's a really good reason to give up your religion <laughs> or like modify it. It's like, yeah. oh my God, it's so humid here. I just have to get one of those magic boxes. <laughs> I think they're a sect of the Amish who accept that it's not 1695 anymore. Yeah. So they're down with the family values and the religious shit, but you know. Maybe it wouldn't be a sin to use a light bulb. Other people seem to do it just fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just... <laughs> right. And we need. Yeah, to get... but again, like growing up here, I never. We always saw like the Amish and went on all their little carriages and whatnot. And yeah, those fucks. And then I went to Florida, and the Mennonites were there, and I'm like, the fuck are these people, Dad? And it's like, oh, they're just Amish with AC. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pretty good distinction. Yeah, they make. They have a really good. A buffet place down there that has pumpkin pie. Yeah, they make great Almost food. as good as Frisch's, but not quite. Because they discover how to use mixers and ovens and stuff that don't require wood. Yeah. You don't have to get up at 3 a.m. to start stoking the fire. <laughs> you see how much better to talk about Amish people than this fucking movie? Yeah. 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 Well, another thing that's really shitty about this movie is that it's really... It's made for a hardcore Star Trek fan. Not well, but it's it's just like gets so deep into it that they assume that you have watched like every kind of Star Trek and are up to date with all the different Star Trek properties because it references all that in the movie. Like Picard's talking about, oh, like, you know, the Dominion Wars not going well for us and kicking our asses and the Ruafo guys telling him like, oh, the Federation's really weak and stuff. That's why they... Like, I got a question then. People about don't that. get that. <laughs> I got a question then. Because you saying that just made me think about this. I always thought these movies were based timeline wise completely after the series. Is that correct? Yes. Or is it interspersed yes. within the series? Yes, like, they're after the series. They're after okay. the series. I wasn't sure because. Yeah. Not all the series, just next generation. They're after the next generation. Okay. Yeah, right. sorry. So, like, Deep Space Nine's going on at the same time as this movie's happening, which is what I'm saying like i don't like that they so is voyager but. right i don't like that they assume that like you have to know all this stuff to really understand what's going on I, I think that's like the reason why it worked in first contact is because everybody kind of the borg were kind of like a wider cultural symbol like people knew them in pop culture so they they can go along with it but it's like nobody knows who like the dominion is in pop culture deep space nine never broke through that glass ceiling yeah, well, you know. Yeah. They referenced the movie in Deep Space Nine, so it gets even worse. Right. Because, Justin, the Sona are masters of chemistry. Are they in Deep Space Nine? It's like a bigger race. In Deep Space Nine, they are like allies of the Dominion or something. They're referenced a couple times like that. And it's like, you wouldn't know, like, you that wouldn't have any meaning to you unless you've seen this movie. Andrew cared about it. Right, Andrew cared about it. And I guess, is Worf... On whatever ship is in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Worf is on Deep Space Nine. That's another thing. Like, Worf's, the contrived reasons Worf shows up in every TNG movie when he's clearly, by first contact, he's been reassigned to Deep Space Nine. It's well, like, yeah, oh, they his like... ship got fucked up in the, in the first contact, so okay, they beamed him on. In 
why is he here in in insurrection again? Like he was just Worf is on temporary like loan or something at the beginning is what uh, they say. Temporary loan to film this movie. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's on he's on shore leave from Deep Space Nine. Yeah, because there's like comments just, Picard makes uh come just in time to film it. That he's like you know, he's Worf sleeping in bed, like oversleeping. He's like, Hey, this is how you do it on Deep Space Nine. I'm like, Oh, okay, what? See, I prefer to think of all of Picard's lines in this movie as being read by John St. John, a.k.a. Duke Nukem. Okay. Because that's just how he acts in the whole movie. What are some lines okay. like that? Just, like, some of the shit that Picard says. I don't know. It's Would, just, uh, this whole demeanor seems more like Duke Nukem in this movie. Where Duke it's Nukem like, be uh, singing with Data? Well, it's our, our, our first move is, of course, to take the captain's yacht down to the planet and institute a, a bloody rebellion and direct violation of our orders and kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Come get some. Yep. I don't like how they tried to make... They tried to change Picard's character too much in this movie to make him an action hero. That's what I'm saying. Like, at, like at He the, was forced the into the Kirk role where he's not like... like His shirt came off and everything and it's like, no, it's like... But at at the end, he when they're he's gonna like shoot the gas vent or whatever, and he say like "time's up" or something. Yeah, and like just really like, cheesy one liner, yeah. like Arnold would have said or something. <laughs> You're fired, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, cool off. Nice yeah. to meet you. <laughs> yeah, chill out, Raffle. <laughs> blows right. up the solar collector. I, I was thing. expecting, yeah. you know, time's up. Die, you son of a bitch. Like, I was <laughs> expecting that to come out of his mouth next. Yeah. It didn't happen, though. But, like, his shirt comes off and everything yeah. in this movie. And Well, one of his shirts comes off because he has the undershirt. He has the undershirt. He has the undershirt. Now, the undershirt <laughs> comes off in first contact, or the shirt comes off in first contact, too. But, I mean, th- there's kind of a good reason for that because he was about to be fucking assimilated. Yeah. So they, you know, they gotta get your clothes off to do that, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. uh, in this one, there's like, you know, he's just fucking, he's battling, so his shirt comes off like Kirk, and he has to save his like the woman. And but it's always the question of what does Commander Riker have to do in the movie? He he doesn't do any swashbuckling really, but he does like the the crazy ship maneuver thing with the. The manuals, gas. The and he tries to go control. tell on them, and yeah, right. He does the warp nacelle gas explosion thing on the the Sona ships. Yeah, and Worf beams over and takes over the whole ship by himself. Right, with, with his giant like pimple thing, the Gorch. Is that what he? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but... Yeah. Yeah. So Worf's a Neanderthal retard. Commander Riker has nothing to do. Captain Picard is Duke Nukem. Jordy has eyes for like oh, five seconds, and that's all he does in the whole fucking movie. Well, apparently it sticks because he's just he has regular eyes in the next movie. Or no, he doesn't. No, he, he gets, he he gets get the, the silver thing yeah. oh, okay. back. Yeah. But apparently, like, so you said the all the movies for Next Generation happen after the series, right? Yeah, yes. just Next Generation. So, thing. is it ever explained why he goes from the visor to the implants? It's in. Uh, I don't think it is. Like I don't because like I guess after the one where I guess he gets the, uh, I guess the Borg, visor whatever spy thingy. Generations where they like is that you know, generation? I thought yeah, it was... where like they put like their scene through his visor to get the shield. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so then after that, I guess it was gone maybe, or maybe it was first contact. It was gone. 
after that. I mean, they could just replicate something like that, but they never, yeah, you're right. They never explain why he got the implants other than I know behind the scenes, LeVar Burton always complained about the visor being, it's hard to see out of like no shit and that it's really uncomfortable. So they just kind of did like a new effect with contact lenses and CGI for, Mm. I mean, you wouldn't need CGI. Some contact lenses are like that. They, yeah, I've seen them. They move by themselves, right? But they have the the movement. Oh, do they? Yeah, I didn't see that. Because in first contact, when they're trying to find Zeph from Cochrane, it's like, "Where is he?" And he's like, "Oh, over there. Thermal scan. Let me zoom in." Right. Oh, and they have a a close-up shot of his like the looks like a camera lens. Oh, okay. I was thinking just walking around. It wasn't like Jordy gets like the Velociraptor binocular vision. Oh, okay. Yeah, I missed that. I forgot it. For robbing banks. Yep. Something. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I know that just that they made it more convenient for the actor, basically. But they never did explain why I get rid of the visor. Okay. Maybe because the implants became available. Who right. doesn't? Or it's he, not. Or he just decided the visor sucked. I mean, or it's, it's not really hard to uh, <laughs> read books from Reading Rainbow with the visor. Yeah. But now he can zoom in to little ink yeah. ink blots. Yeah. Let's see, who else does nothing in this movie? Uh, Everybody else? The gerbil. The gerbil is kind of creepy looking, and he doesn't look quite real. The CGI is bad, so like he looks very very scary. Like he's in this kid's pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Crusher doesn't do anything. Nope. She does nothing, nothing of consequence. Uh, Troy... I think her only noteworthy scene is being like in the bathtub with Riker. That's it. Okay. That's all she does. She doesn't really do anything though. Nobody does anything. It's Picard and Data again. But I know actually she complained a lot about that. That I've seen interviews with her where she complained that they had nothing to do in like the later films that she thought that they were going to have bigger roles and they just kind of relegated her back to being like the sex symbol. And she was pissed. I, I think, you know, I, I think there is a legitimate complaint about that because she did more interesting stuff during the series. So you should get an expanded role in the movies, at least, or do something of significance rather than shaving Riker's beard off. That's like the one thing she does. Yeah. I'm saying you're wasting, just... you're wasting a talent. That's all. There's just no point in having all these people in these movies. They don't do anything. Well, the the movies are always about Picard and Data, pretty much. Anyway, yep. yeah. And then Worf has a rocket launcher in this movie, so that's interesting. Oh, Was blowing it? up those little drone things. Yeah. Well, he's like shooting the guys on the rocks, and the stuntmen are waiting a yeah. half second before doing like their a somersaults. Phaser bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, or in, or in the in the night attack on the village, the stuntmen on the bridge who wait very carefully. To have the bridge explode and then jump in the air on their wires ah! at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sets the sets are pretty bad in this movie. They look really cheap. Oh yeah, no doubt. But it's like it's like the guys who made the movie. The producers were like, "Okay, guys, we did really great sets and work on First Contact, but it was a little expensive, so we're going to cut your budget by fifty percent. Make a great movie." And they didn't. Give it some of that grit you guys got. Make it great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, this movie's bad. Very bad. Wow, hater. It's terrible. Like, just the premise is terrible, and I, 
the yeah, the plastic. What's her face? Um, fuck Joan Rivers. Who's gonna take over the planet of the people who are youthful because angry? Uh-oh. Yeah, and Admiral Fat Guy with a beard is like oh, that. Sounds like a great plan. And apparently, the Federation Council, who are just a bunch of like the worst Yale SJW people ever, are like, oh, okay, I guess you can murder these people. I don't well, think they're they ever re- mentioned. The they're going to relocate right? them, and well, they're everybody... going they're going to try to relocate right. them. But when they get to the point where push comes to shove, it seems like they're down with killing them. Right, which is totally contradictory to the way that Picard and you know everybody else kind of talks it out in the series where they had that episode where the Native American tribe they were going to relocate them because of the Cardassians and. The way it goes down in this movie is very different than the way they resolved it in that episode. So again, this movie takes place after the series, so it's like they unlearned the good stuff they learned and decided that guns are better. We're going to solve it all with phaser bazookas. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean, though. It's, you know... We got angry Joan Rivers and the Federation Council like, oh, get rid of these guys. Get the fuck out of here. And Picard's like, no, I'm going to stand in front of the bulldozer. When in the series, Picard would have been like, yeah, you know what? People on the planet, it's pretty reasonable to share all this radiation with the rest of the Federation. You guys are really selfish. Right. Or when they kind of just gave, they said, okay, like you can stay on this planet to the Native Americans, but then... They're like, we can't do anything to help you, you have anymore. To be it's like you're going to live under their laws, and they were okay with that. So, Well, now wait a minute. They were okay with that because they had magic powers. That's right. Yeah, let's, let's not forget The one medicine that. man was like raping <laughs> Wesley. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Did you just call Native American tradition stupid, Justin? Let's get that on the record. Justin, oh, just in time for stupid. just in time for Indigenous Peoples Day, right? Justin? Yeah, you oh, yeah. fucking Nazi. What's wrong with you? Yeah, Columbus lover. So it just cracks me up. Uh, there was something I read earlier this week. There was like a vote on the city's council here. And, Get hungry. And like, it was like a four to five vote against, or it wasn't even against. Like four people voted for, and five people abstained from voting for. Like. The Indigenous People Day renaming or whatever, and just like, <laughs> why? Just abstaining to vote no, pretty much. Because yeah. they want to make it look like they're doing something, so they make up shit controversies like, "Ooh, Indigenous Peoples." Justin, Day. Christopher Columbus was an Italian rapist hired by Spanish Nazis. Stay with me to come to the peaceful new world where everybody lived together in a big tree just like Avatar, and they are shiny rainbows everywhere, and they played with deer, and then he raped them all to death. And gave them smallpox. And gave them blankets full of AIDS and smallpox. Then grabbed them all by the pussy. Grabbed them all by the pussy, and then deported them. In that order. And then built a wall in the middle of the Atlantic. Just like in this movie, the Federation is a bunch of evil space, you know, uh, Nazis who are coming to take somebody's gold, and then they're sending Picard as their apparatchik to do their to do their dirty bidding, so they can sell out to the man, right? I, I fucking no. <laughs> I, I think we've just gone a little yeah far with this. Well, this fucking okay. One funny part: the the old admiral gets his face stretched off. That's funny. He gets killed by I, the he gets killed by the facelift machine. Like, yeah, I know. I, know. Like, I thought I don't know. It seemed like a dumb way to go i guess like 
It I think, was, like, the only, like, <laughs> semi-scary thing they have is, like, their facelift machines are like, rawr, get in there. He's like, no, no. Oh, ah. no. Yeah, but it's the effect is really funny because it's like they took, like, a fisheye camera lens and it's like, rawr. <laughs> it, it looks like they took saran wrap and just, like, yeah. pulled it back on his face to yeah. squish it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's terrible. <laughs> this movie sucks. Except for the gerbil. Fucking... I want you to play for at least an hour every day, and Dad is like, okay. Alien Gerbil 2016. I mean, but Data's been playing for a long time. He knows how to play. He's it's been like, painting. Right. He's been solving Sherlock Holmes mysteries. He's been raping crewmen. He's been whistling. In the, he's whistling in the fucking woods in the first episode of the series. That's where they find yeah, him. Yeah, he's the, exploring He's the in the pond. holodeck. Yeah, he's having a good time. Yeah, he goes to the West, the Wild West or whatever, with uh, Counselor Troy and Worf. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he shows up in there. I mean, he plays with Spot. He plays with his cat, right? He plays All with that, that creepy kid who wants to be Data. Yes, the kid who, like, does his hair and stuff like Data. Yeah, yeah. he plays a lot. It's just this this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. This kid, well, this kid's a fucking Amish right, kid. Right, he plays in hay. That's yeah, he hides guy. in haystacks. Yep. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Unless you have allergies. Until, like, the Sona come by with a match and throw it in there, and it's GG, kid. You're done. The planet will rebuild my skin. Right. And then they... <laughs> so how long does it take for third-degree burns to heal on this planet? <laughs> oh, that is a painful, like, eight and a half years of just slowly growing. But, but no, no, but hear me out, too. Like, that might be even worse because the third-degree burns, you get them, it severs the nerves, so you can't feel it. So actually, as you're healing, you're going to feel worse because it's healing the nerves while the burns are still there, technically, if it's reversing it. So... The healing process is going to feel terrible. You know what? I think these <laughs> Amish these Amish people are liars. They probably have a big crate full of buried shit, and they'll just pull out their skin regenerator machine and have an expert physician use it. No, right? they just have the Lazarus pits. Who daily LARPs as like a seamstress or something. That's exa- That's the best metaphor for the people in this movie. <laughs> They're LARPing as Amish people. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Actually, yeah, because they're, they're warp capable yeah. or whatever. Because so. they have all this technology, and they're just like, no, no, it's cool to pretend that we don't have it. Yeah, we'll just do some live-action role-playing like we're an agrarian society in 1502. This is great. We all make bread. Yay, bread. I mean, if they've been here for that long, it seems like there'd be a lot more people, I guess. No, no. Unless they just, like only have like okay there's a decent number of kids in the village right now so i mean unless they just plan on like hey let's all have kids right now at the same time right before everyone gets here and shit happens why aren't there more people that are you know because i guess the only thing i would say is that their lifespan is technically infinite so you know that timeline in which people feel like oh we you know you have kids and stuff like that it's it's so stretched out that, you know, if you look at it from like a 30,000 foot view, it's like in their cycle, they probably are at that right time, you know, to have that many young people in the village mm-hmm. or whatever, just because they're, it's so much longer than a normal human lifespan. I just feel like if it is a lot longer than a human lifespan, that it'd be more spread out. Like, you know, at 250 years old, someone wants to have a kid and another one at 300 years old, another one at 150 or whatever. I like, have the answer for you, Justin. What is that? It is because the SAG daily rate for extras is 1850 per hour. <laughs> does that apply to child actors? 
Uh, child actors fuck up your film big time because there's a thing called the Taft-Hartley Act where you have to film like only three hours a day with them. Okay. So, so. it's like they have a limited number of shots they can get kids into per day. So like they minimize the number of kids that are on screen. And just and generally the number of adults in there because you figure over time the society would have grown. It's like, wow, these extras are fucking expensive. That's like right. at least one cup of coffee in Los Angeles. So, and know. their paradise village would have become a terrible city with millions of people and well it could have expanded but that would have meant building a bigger set which is right. we've you know so outside the scope much like of this the movie. great stargate episode where they go to the wormhole extreme set it's the planet we have is from here to here, to here. <laughs> <laughs> but see that's what's great about stargate though is that they just filmed everything up in vancouver yeah. so it's like every planet looks like vancouver it's like a different part of vancouver and then like they you know the desert planets <laughs> Uh, I don't know what they did for that. Like, they go out to Los Angeles in the desert or something and just film out there. Yeah, they no, they filmed yeah. out in the desert there, and they the that's also where the the Tolan um, city is. Is some college in L.A. There's oh, really? I didn't know. Great that. videos you yeah. can find on YouTube of just like compilation videos talking explaining why Vancouver is a great place to shoot movies or whatever. Lots of tax credits. It's like good tax credits and basically like you can sort of frame your shots in like any way you want to like make it look like, oh, this is like sci-fi dystopia or this is like, you know, downtown New York type thing. And there's a lot of wilderness, isn't there? So you can, you don't have to worry about civilization being in your shots. Well, yeah, I mean, just in the city though, like you can get a lot of good shots of and make it look like different areas. Like, oh, this is like Eastern Europe. This is, you know, England. This is whatever. You should watch anyway. Stargate, Justin. Every single Stargate comes out into a temperate forest. 90% of them come out into right. a temperate forest. Some of them forest. come out into sets. Some of the CGI sets. But yeah. it's a generally pretty good for a TV. It, you know, this is before everything was in HD. Oh! Uh, yeah. I just remembered something else that I uh, started watching this week. That I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. It's really good. Right. Sci-fi related. Yeah. It's a... Uh, HBO remake of an old movie. Have you heard of this yet? Can you West guess? Westworld. Westworld, yes. Have you seen the old movie? I have not, but you I should, know the general premise of yeah. it. Um, but the there's two series or two episodes in the current series. Pretty good. I'd recommend you guys watch it. Faithful adaptation. I didn't watch the old movie, but uh, I mean, so far it looks like you know Michael Crichton. 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 I always get his name wrong. Michael Crichton's type work where Crichton let's yeah, build a theme I'm, I'm, park and things dark, go horribly dark wrong. Dark Vader and Michael Crichton got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's let's build a theme park, everything goes horribly wrong type scenario. Oh, I've seen the original. Oh yeah, but, yeah, where you can go LARP Wild West and the robots are gonna play along with you. Yeah, but no, um, it's a pretty good series on HBO that they're doing. Check it out, man. Check it out. Check it out, man. Should play for at least half an hour every day. What? The creepy kid. Creepy kid. Data oh, need to yeah, play. yeah, and it's gerbil. Yeah. Creepy kid and gerbil, 2016. Data doesn't sleep, though, so I guess he does have more time to get that in than most people. But remember he started experimenting with sleeping and having dreams in, like, the seventh season? Which I is, know, but, a... <laughs> they, you know, having Jordy choke you every night with a lamp cord. <laughs> <laughs> That's his dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's got to get disturbing after a while. Do you want to talk about Star Trek Nemesis now? Not personally. But we're going to talk about it anyway. No. Yep. No. It's got Bane in it. Come on. Uh, Do you feel in charge, John Luke? Uh, 
Okay, one thing I got to say that in favor of Nemesis right at the outset is that finally the Romulans are the central villain in a movie. Fed nine Star Trek movies before this where they don't do anything or they have like a tangential role. They're just mentioned. Yeah. So do all the Romulans look like creepy, weird underground demon people? No. No, no. Those, the Romulans are the people who look like the Vulcans. Oh, okay. The Remans are the people who look like goblins. Okay. They didn't exist until this movie. <laughs> right. Okay. Because they needed some spooky goblin characters. Exactly. With and... hearts of gold. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Perlman is a spooky goblin with hearts of gold. Right. And then obese Riker flops on top of him in the middle of the ship. Yep, he gained all the weight back <laughs> that he, he lost for getting Well, he them. was bulking in preparation for the episode of Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Where he's uh He was on a heavy bulk cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end of Enterprise, Justin, we find out that it's all holodeck simulation that Commander Riker has been running to try to work through a personal problem in like season six of the next generation. But he's balding and fat at this point in time. Yes, he's he's gone on a So when they have the diet. reveal, it's like, wait a minute, you're like six hundred pounds and you're balding and Deanna Troy's a little porky too. It's something's not right here. <laughs> Because right. I can go watch the next episode after that and the season six, and so you guys look pretty good. We can discuss that at a later date because that <laughs> deserves a whole podcast to dissect that on how bad that is. But so uh, I do like that the Romulans are finally a villain, and we get to see something more of them because they were a big villain in the Next Generation series, but the movies completely ignore them until this one and the best we got was in Star Trek 6 the Romulan ambassador guy was part of the conspiracy and that was it and so he gets arrested anyway the whole like plot thing in this movie uh, the villain's plot to like try and capture Picard oh yeah that's seems very up and stupid contrived too. and yeah. like just dumb it's like oh let's like yeah. hope he goes to this planet and find a robot that looks like data then bring data back here and then no, that he'll was... like upload the <laughs> schematics to data and then like he'll bring him back to the ship and then I'll have all the information I need to get him that was it's like you notice now I am what? Done, I'm done saying good things about this movie that, that the Romulans are the villain was the was the only good thing I have to say about this movie I totally agree with you the villains the villains plot and his motivation are completely fucked up like his whole thing he wants to get Picard there to like drain all his blood and transfuse it into him does that even work I mean, he's Bane he's yeah. already Bane so he's he's like He's like tricking them into capturing him or something, or like he's tr like the Joker, like Data's the the retard Data clone right, is right. like getting captured just yes. to escape, and and it's like it's getting caught part of your plan, so of course. So it's like the prototype for that. Yeah. This movie's like the prototype it's for his, like his all dry these, run. Yeah, all these bad villain like gets captured on purpose movies. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that was a really bad trend. By the way, what? Villains was getting caught part of your plan. Of course, it was a really bad trend that ended. I think around the time of the Dark Knight Rises, maybe they were making fun of that. Uh, well, it was in that James Bond movie too, and it uh, was in the was Skyfall. Yeah, because that exact same thing happened, and then it was in Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, so I don't know if it's it's kind of died now. It, right, people I, caught on. I think Bane might Bane might have killed it with the explicit like, was this part of your plan? Yes. Oh, Okay. Yeah, he was born in the darkness, right? 
So he, he again, though, his whole thing is like he's his whole origin is he's a clone of Picard who was designed to be aged like super quickly so they could kill Picard and replace him as like a double agent. I love how they just like hand wave. It's like, oh, like why would they want to do this or how they get her, you know, DNA? It's like I don't know something. Don't worry about it. Yeah, and then they say like, okay, the obvious question, like, okay, when the plot went awry and they decided we're not going to do that, why didn't they just kill the clone? Yeah. That's that's like fucking stupid. Why wouldn't they just? It's kill like they him? they cancel the program, but it's like, oh, we're we're not bad enough to actually kill some you know science project <laughs> that we made. So they run slave mines where they keep all the the uh, <laughs> goblin people like in thrall working in the mines, like digging all the dilithium and stuff. But they're too nice to kill the little clone child they made. <laughs> well, I want to ask a question about like the nomenclature here because the whole idea is that the Romulus and Remus, yeah, that the brothers. Nursed by the wolf. The wolf? I don't yeah. think that has anything to do with the mythology in Star Trek. I, no, I, yeah. I, but the, the name is like, but they should, they're the Vulcans, really. The Romulans are fucking Vulcans. So were the, the Remans already on their creepy moon when they got there? I mean, that's like another good question that they never explain. Or like, were the Remans Romulans who moved to there and just like they evolved to or live in the caves? Were they or? the original inhabitants of Romulus and they got like shipped up there? I mean, there's many questions about how they got a slave mine. But the biggest question is how did they build a secret doom shipyard? Yeah, that was another thing. Like Shinzon, he's like, he's like, I constructed the scimitar at my secret base. It's like what the secret base <laughs> on the moon, right next to the capital of the Romulan Empire. How, how you are brilliant. You pulled that off. Like they have all these scanners and ships flying around there, but somehow you still made your super cool doom ship right. there without yeah, being detected. I don't believe it. Apparently it happened. Maybe he built it underground or you something. Would but, actually be surprised. <laughs> would I be surprised? Yes. Maybe okay. it was a maybe it was a cloaked shipyard. Oh, maybe it was a clone shipyard where they got some blood from a bigger ship and just grew it. <laughs> <laughs> but a cloaked shipyard still, even that would be like you know the Romulans like they fucking invented cloaking devices. You think they can't find that? I think I think they could. That's the biggest problem I have with this movie out of all the other ones is that the whole. I don't know. Conflict is eventually the Enterprise going to smash into the other ship, and which is, by the way, where this starts in Star Trek. The well, there's just so much contrived oh. shit. What? Like you're saying about the ship thing. Like, like the reason that that ship exists in this movie is because they had to have a cool, super cool ship to do the space battle, and because it's a movie, they had to have a different ship rather than giving us like an you know an upgraded more plausible version of like the warbird from the series or something. Nope. You don't even see those in this movie and I think that's a cool ship instead you get like the fucking uh they have a, like a different kind of warbird now, the thing that's just like really small in the wing ship. Yeah, which gets fucked up after it shows up for 5 minutes. No one and, cares. Yeah, and then I don't know, that's fucking stupid, but Data's let's, retard clones. Let's, let's jump back to Data's retard clones. Beginning though, the Picard driving the dune buggy around. Yes. So what was with the people on that planet? <laughs> they were like space Mad retards. Max yeah, like it's Mad, they, Mad Max. But they planet. weren't space retards because it's like who's on the planet? Oh, some pre-industrial or some like uh, pre-warp kind of industrial culture. But they have phaser guns and stuff. Oh, they have they? machine guns. Oh, they, they oh they had machine. and and yeah the, oh no 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 that's right Worf has the like the yeah. fucking like Worf, cannon on the Worf back Worf has of the phaser yeah. machine gun they have regular machine guns so it's like oh the prime directive interfering with you know lower cultures 
Right. Better drive our dune buggy around and fly ships or them, shoot them with lasers. That'll show them. Yeah, this too. like I think this movie. That's when this movie literally jumps the shark. Is when they drive, they jump over the in. cliff into the. Right. And Picard's <laughs> yeah. like, hold on, we can make it. Yeah. Well, okay, so I could actually believe that because you know, just had finishing the last movie where Data's like, well, I'm all schematic driven and whatnot. Like, so he would know, like, okay, Picard's going, you know, sixty miles an hour going off this cliff with this angle. Let's put the ship right here this far away. Bam, perfect thing. And they upgraded the net that they used to catch shit going to the ship from, I don't know what fucking movie. Star Trek V. Okay. The, the shuttle crashes into it. Yeah, now they have like a giant piston or something that they run into inside the ship when the ship flies in. Oh, my yes. Well, I just, I, 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 they get on the planet and they're like, like, first of all, the ship is, in, I mean, the planet they have to go to is inside the neutral zone, right? Yep. And that's they shouldn't be going there anyway, but they do because they find like they say they're like, invited, aren't they? No, no it's just like, they find there's positronic, positronic signals coming from oh. it, which is, and it's like oh, only Data has a positronic computer. Better so violate it, every Federation yeah, but law. Nobody else shows up. Look for Data's bro. Nobody else shows up. Maybe no one's yeah. scanned for that. They weren't scanning for it either. They're just like, oh, but positronic. Then, but no. then their first act is to take like the super tricked out dune buggy to the planet with like the tricked out with guns and everything. And Picard's like driving it and going crazy like it's Death Race 2000. Well, but here's he's the, on Top Gear or the, something. The problem it's, with that is that it's nothing. There's no point to have that in the movie except for the fact that Patrick Stewart is a off-roading enthusiast. Right, and then he's driving around crazy laughing, and Data's like, you know, like, why did, do you like to drive so fast? Did you catch the name of the buggy? Is it the Argo, or is it, that's you, the ship, right? The little... Ah, uh, fuck, I can't remember. It's the, the buggy, is the, the Argo. The shuttle is the Argo, isn't it? The dune buggy's the Argo. Oh. And you never guess what a brand of dune buggy off-roading vehicles is. Argo? Yeah. Oh. So wow. they didn't even want to like scrape <laughs> off the lettering. They just like, eh, whatever, it's fine. Product placement. Here, give us one of your dune buggies. It's 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 very similar to the one that uh, uh, I guess at this point it was still Bruce Jenner was driving back in the trailer when he killed the guy. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They're all the dune buggies. It's like, oh, give us this one, and we're gonna put a you know a plastic phaser on the back for you know Michael Doran to pretend to be shooting, and we're good. And so they're they're interfering with this pre-warp civilization, violating the law again, and they're yeah. fucking them up, blowing them up with phasers and stuff. And no one will know we were here. We left right, no they, evidence, right. except all the dead people, and except the smoking corpses. Right? But... They they take all the body parts of Data's retard <laughs> brother, and they again not explain like why there's another android. Because in well, this... okay, how about this? Maybe they did. Okay, this is like mental gymnastics here. Whoa. To try and say that they're in the right, because if they had left Data's retard brother on the planet, the Mad Max civilization could have found those pieces of Data's retard brother and like possibly like jump-started their civilization further, violating the Prime Directive than just we couldn't shooting make it a work, bunch of but people. The, the chip gave us but, ideas. But how would they know where to find them? Because they don't know how to look for positron emissions. But they don't have the just, tech. The chip made them think in new directions. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I'm just thinking like they find like, you know, the Terminator arm yeah. in like the middle of the desert. And then the, the chip made them think in new directions. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, that's definitely some mental gymnastics there. That's pretty good. But I, th- I think there's probably a more surreptitious way of recovering it, like going at night with like a tricorder, like, oh, great, there's one, grab it. Right. Yeah, or just like teleport down to the exact spot and then maybe go down in their, their invisibility suits like they had in the last movie. Yeah, we know we have those right. now. Why not use them? Yeah. But anyway, they reassembled Data's uh, prototype Tard brother. And yeah. The funniest uh, film f- cinematography in this movie is when uh, Data's brother gets like the injection of like uh, orders from Shinzon or whatever, and uh, he like they do like the real ominous close up of him and stuff, and his eyes, he's like, like, and all the the computer stuff is floating across the screen, like it's like it's the hackers. Or you've seen that movie? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh yeah! Where I everybody, thought you were talking. Everybody wears a vinyl raincoat, and it's yep. like you gotta hack yeah. this bank where you get a blowjob, right? Or no, that's swordfish. Yeah, that's yeah, swordfish. swordfish. I thought you were talking about the. I thought the funny shot was um, when Data had a selfie from his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. I think it's funny that it. You won't know about this, but that it mirrors the reconstruction of lore. That yeah. they had the the fat and the other fat Scottish engineer on TNG who never made it, Mister Argyle, who got demoted. Yeah, he got affirmative actioned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you think that they would not let another android like Data just roam around the ship and do whatever he wanted, but they apparently do. They didn't learn their lesson. Right. Would Lore? Lore tried to like kill them like five times or whatever. He tried to kill Wesley though. So I feel like Picard yeah. might have been like so. Why didn't Wesley make it into these movies? <coughs> ah, he is in the he movie. He is in the movie. He's is in the he? very beginning. He's in the beginning. There's actually a deleted scene where he has more to do, but he's in the background. I mean, like any of these movies. Like, because Will Wheaton is a petulant man-child who left TNG thinking he was going to have an acting career and is now raising another woman or another man's children with his wife and writing books about Linux. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. he He's, he, he's like, his wife had another guy's kid and they're married still? They're a blended family. She brought the kids. Oh, okay, okay. So they got married, and she, she brought the, the kids, kids. He okay. brought the cash. I thought I thought you were saying that like they were married, and like no, you know, like she no. had another guy's kid. No, He's like, no, that's no, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> he married a single mom. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Will Wheaton is like. 45 or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like glad he's, he's gotten some more acting work recently, but... Uh, he does mostly writing now, I think. He's, I th- on, he's on the Big Bang Theory quite a bit. I think the reason um, that he didn't get into these movies is because he kind of turned his back on the franchise and was like, I'm going to make it. And then they're like, okay. Fun out there. Good luck. Well, he seriously, didn't have good luck. Not appearing in these movies was probably a good move, though, because they suck. Yeah, he's not doing bad for himself, honestly. But... You can make that money, though. That's what those movies are all How about. How much do you think he was really going to get paid, though? More than he got not doing it. Yeah, he sort of grew out of the Wesley role, too, didn't he? I mean, by the time these <laughs> movies came out, he's like, you know, has a beard and shit. He's not like little sweater-wearing Wesley anymore. Well, also, at the end of the series, he kind of goes on like a vision quest. And that same episode with the Native Americans. With the magic was, Native Americans. Right. Yeah. He goes on like a fucking vision quest and like Jesus decides Christ. I don't want to be in Starfleet and like he goes <laughs> off with an alien guy to explore the universe and in this movie he's back for the wedding. He got well, he's dressed up in Starfleet shit though. Right, he gets so like he came back. He, or, he like, finished up Starfleet Academy. The he alien finished abusing him. <laughs> His credits transferred. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Yeah. And Whoopi's there. Yeah. I thought Whoopi. she was like stuck in a time warp or something. <laughs> no, no, no. That no. was the ghost That's of her. That's just the ghost of her. Oh. Gynan is real. Gynan's real. 
You have to watch yeah. the series. There's a nope. lot more of her. Nope. Yeah, you are. You. Yeah, you are, because it's actually good. <laughs> it's better than like your octopus rape anime or whatever. That you... Justin doesn't watch the rape anime. Oh, well, he's, he's like demurring a little bit. Like it's like yeah, well a little bit. No, I, oh wait, actually there was an anime that came out came out a couple seasons ago that was like a monster girl harem type show. So would you explain that what that means a monster girl harem? So like there's these like uh what are those things called the half snake half girl uh, monsters lamina. Well, Lamina? you got me. Okay. L-A-M-I-A, I think. But it's okay. basically just like bottom half is a snake, top half is like a chick. So like a centaur, but with a snake? Yes. Okay. Um, and there's also, I think there might be centaurs on the show too, but like basically it's just, you know, typical harem anime where the guy has all these girls lusting over him, but it's uh, basically monster girls. So like snake girls, horse girls, goo girls, shit like that. Goo girls? Literal girls or like jelly girls that are shaped like jelly things that are shaped like girls so she's like the that schmoo thing from the herculoids (laughs) (laughs) again like i i am only vaguely familiar with the ip and i don't know what they did with it in the show i just knew the snake girl wasn't it oh so like you know she'd like bind him up and like hold him down or something i don't know Okay. And again, why don't, why don't they shut down Data's... Yes, Justin, I'm giving you a weird look. Sorry. I didn't watch that one. Why don't they shut down Data's brother when they notice that he has like a special thing built into his back and he's like sending signals from somewhere and... Because it's Data. Hey, look, it's Data's brother. That's great. Let's have him walk around. Why yeah. doesn't Jordy use a power drill on him as soon as he turns him on? <laughs> well, I mean, just question. seriously, like he's sending some covert signal. It's like you'd think they would like ask well, uh, something well, about that. He dies in the end anyway. No, he doesn't. He does. No, he doesn't. Well, okay, yes. we'll talk about that. He kind of dies. <laughs> he, he, he definitely dies. He's as dead as that fucking dude who gets uh, overwritten by Agent Smith in the second Matrix Well, let's movie. talk about it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I thought Data died. In... Okay, it's, yeah, but yeah. remember in the end where Picard's like, Data's dead. Yeah, but Data transferred like some of his memories or something. Right, and then he like deletes all of B4. It's him starting to like hum... The song is like Data taking over, mm-hmm. and then later in one of the comics, it turns out B four is completely dead, and Data now rules the body. Yeah. Oh. In in no, they did this actually. <laughs> this is an ironic thing. You'll like it. When they were leading up to the first JJ Trek movie, they did this comic book series called Star Trek Countdown, which is ironically better than the movie that it's supposed to, uh, you know, preface. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in the the normal Star Trek universe. What is the normal one? Because there's like seven. What? Or you mean like the next generation, the Enterprise? The yeah, original all that. Enterprise, the original? Not the okay. JJ Trek universe. Okay. So, okay. And it kind of bridges the gap between them, but that's one of the things. Like, Data is now like in B4's body, and he's like totally resurrected, and he's Data again, doing all the fun stuff like Data does. And he's the captain of the Enterprise now, and he's working with like Picard and Spock to try to save Romulus from being destroyed and then that leads into like how the first the jj movie starts but yeah so like data completely hey. erases b4 from existence and kills him and wow that's pretty metal <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I feel like we haven't actually explained any of the plot to this movie. I think we did. It's just an overly complicated way Bane to get lures, blood. Bane lures Picard via Data's retard clone to Romulus under the pre- premise that he's going to negotiate peace with them, but he really only wants to steal Picard's body so he can steal all his blood and so he can survive because he's got some clone syndrome. And then he's going to use his super cool ship that he built in secret right. to irradiate the Earth and destroy the Federation. So, what? How did um, this part work in that plot he has laid out, where um, Riker and Diana were in bed, and Clone <laughs> Picard turns Riker into Clone Picard in Diana's head? Like, what was the point of that? I don't know because they had to have like a scene with her, like with in a skimpy dress or something, and like a nighty or something, and it's just getting like you because, know fake uh, raped Bane. <laughs> Bane thought she was hot. Yeah. Yeah. So he made Ron Perlman mind fucker. May I touch your hair? (laughs) Then I guess that was like something about the telepathy link that I didn't even know she had. So she's telepathic. Okay. That's news to me. Okay. Well, she is. But that's no, but that's again, the fucked up weird thing is that she's half Betazoid. So. In the series, Betazoid people are telepathic, but she's only half, so she can only be telepathic with other Betazoids. With any other species, all she can do is sense emotions. So, so why sensing... is she telepathically communicating with this guy who's a different species in this movie? It's like they, they uh, gave her new powers. I don't know. What, I, I don't even know what a Betazoid is. So, so not okay. important to the writer. I will guarantee you that was not important to the writer. How do right. they have interspecies wait, wait, wait. children? Wasn't this the movie where the writer didn't even ever watch Star Trek? That's true, yeah. but <laughs> I'm gonna, I give that guy a pass on this because Nicholas Meyer, who did Star Trek 2 and 6, uh, never saw Star Trek either, and he did a fantastic job. So I, I don't think that's a hallmark of what you're They were rolling gonna... the dice again on that luck there. Well, like, I don't think yeah. that that's... Means anything with snake eyes? Yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, they rolled snake eyes like two times in a row here. So. But yeah, I don't see why she could like suddenly like create a feedback loop and like blast Ron Perlman with psychic energy, and he's like, "Oh!" I don't think they were blasted with psychic energy. I thought it was like to try and find the position of the cloaked ship or something. Right, but if you were going with everything that they did establish with their character in the series, like she can't do that. Maybe the goblins are Betazoids. <laughs> <laughs> They're like kidnapped Betazoids who yeah. like evolved into like goblin creatures from yeah. living in the mines. See, I don't <laughs> know any shit about Star Trek, so I can like throw out crazy theories. Is there like a that. goblin creature deep in the mines? Who Maybe keeps there's the, a goblin he, king. Keeps, he keeps a little ring down there that he stole from the Romulans that yeah. uh, you know other small creatures stole from him. Yeah, there's there's a <laughs> goblin king, man. Yeah. Is he a big fat CGI blob monster? No. Okay. Ron Perlman has magic powers, though. That's the best part of this. Where Shinzon or Bane, sorry, is like, the clone pain, it hurts. And Ron Perlman's like, ooh, healing wave. Yeah, it will not be long now. Yeah, exactly. Let me touch you. Three second cast. Okay. All right. If he, if the clone Picard is going to die because he doesn't get his advanced aging thing done to him. Why, instead of stealing all of Picard's blood, why doesn't he just lose or gain 30 years of age or whatever? Seriously, that is a good question because 
he takes over the whole fucking Romulan government. You know, he's got access to all that stuff. He could just find out how to actually accelerate his, his aging like he was supposed to have been done to him. And then he could just do it. Why didn't he just do that? Or in the alternative, he could have just told Picard the truth because Picard's a nice guy. Right. And I mean, you know, can't you like just take enough blood that you could transfer it to Shinzon without killing Picard? Like, I mean, you just have to do it over some the, time. The Federation has yeah. all that medical technology. You could just say, hey, here's what's going on. I'm dying. And Picard would be like, oh, well, you know what? We'll help you not die. Right. That would have been a really short movie. But I think that like that he's like a crazy. That's blood- like the Canadian Breaking Bad right yes. there. <laughs> he's a crazy, uh, yeah. bloodlusty villain. The the part about treatment starts tomorrow, eh? <laughs> hey, treatment starts in six months, eh? Good luck getting in line, eh? Here's some syrup, eh? Boy, you died, eh? That's sad. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Socialized medicine, eh? 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 No. That's what this guy needed. Bane didn't get it, though. So he was left to have his ship get crashed into in a really stupid, not well-thought-out sequence. And then he and Picard have dinner, <laughs> which is like fine. They kind, of, they kind of attempt like to create a backstory and a motivation for this, like to get some depth to these <laughs> characters, but it just doesn't work. Yes. Did you know I once shaved my head in a bed at the Academy? Did you really? That's why I'm bald at age 17. Does my face look so different to you? They broke my nose twice, <laughs> but my eyes are the same, yes. That's <laughs> no, like, it's just bad writing. Yep, and then they shoot each other with laser guns a little bit. Mild laser guns. A little shooting. bit, like half the movie. Pew, it's pew. just a little bit. And then they, they, they crash badly. They crash the Enterprise into each other. Well, yeah, but oh, you're you're skipping the part where they they abduct Picard. Oh, right. and then Data has to recapture Picard by impersonating his retard brother on Shinzon's ship, and Picard's got about to get his blood drained out, and they fly away in one of Shinzon's little fighter things that is horribly made with CGI. So, and then they crash the ships into each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, after a long protracted space battle. Uh, where they apparently can't find Shinzon's ship because he has a perfect cloak. Yep. So, and he has like 10 shields and tons of weapons, so they can't just blow him up. And then <laughs> Ron Perlman jumps into a, a ventilation shaft and Commander Riker follows him. Oh, no, no, yeah, that's right. And then uh, once they they board the Enterprise, when after they crash it into him, right? They board the Enterprise... And then Ron Perlman and his guys get on there, and then uh, because Riker has had nothing to do in this movie, right. like he he follows very obviously. They make it like the Ron Perlman runs off for no reason down a corridor, and Riker just like they give the shot in Riker's face, like I have to follow him. And now they're both down there fighting in some like weird Jeffrey's tube area. Yeah, really big. Where there's a giant area. shaft in yep. the ship that just goes, it's an endless giant Death Star reactor shaft, but, you know, it's somehow it's on the ship. It's like in the, it's in the storage closet. <laughs> Reminded me of the Galaxy Quest thing. Yeah. And then they fight and he falls and that's the, that's another funny part of the movie. The death. Like he's like, roar! <laughs> <laughs> and then Picard beams over on a suicide mission to stop Bane. 
And yes. then Data goes with him by jumping out of outer space. But again, fucking dumbass, though. He has, like, the the cool phaser rifle with him, and he's taking everybody out. And then he, like, just he bashes some guy with it and ruins his gun. It's like he could have just shot Shinzon, and that would have been it. I mean, he couldn't have just beamed a torpedo over there and been like... Yep. Up. So, yeah, I never understood that. <laughs> like, could they... Is it, like, somehow not kosher with Federation laws to just beam a bomb over on a teleporter to destroy your enemy you would really like stargate justin you would i watch yeah it. Okay. i think that because i'm no i remember doing that in uh in gary's mod with you a while yeah, back yeah. where we just were that like kid. teleporting bombs and shit over onto people's little creations and blowing them up i i think that that's a good question justin <laughs> why they don't do that more and uh I, I think it's stupid that he didn't do that in this movie because nobody would have had to die if he had done that, and it's a pretty obvious solution. Maybe they didn't have torpedoes but or something. They, like, they do that all the time in Stargate Atlantis. They beam the nuclear bombs onto the Wraith ships, just like, you know, like, do it, bing, 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 they're all dead like that. So I don't see why they didn't do it for this. Probably because Stargate is about, like, basically the American military being very pragmatic. And this is about a bunch of high-minded douchebags who pretend to be Sherlock Holmes in their spare time. I think I think Jordy did say though that the ship was the transporter was so badly damaged that they only had energy to transport Picard, one person over, and that was it. And then it and then it fried out. Remember? So How about they, you transport transport like a, one torpedo? Transport over. a gram of antimatter over there and right. let it go. Maybe some of the red goo they give Spock later. The red matter. Yeah, but that's not for like another. Six or seven years. Smucker's strawberry jelly. Go. Yes, it creates black holes yeah. in your stomach. <laughs> All that yep. sugar. Did you know that uh, Picard and Shinzon fight? Mm-hmm. No. And Shinzon makes lots of like gurgly noises because he's dying. He's like mm, and stuff, and then he like <laughs> he like Picard impales him on a pipe. Oh, God. And then he like drags himself okay, up. And I, I do want to bring up. Have you ever seen the movie Camelot? Mm, no. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. So that's like a really bad reference to King Arthur is what they did. Yeah. Because Arthur ends up impaling his son Mordred. Yeah. With the spear and Mordred hauls himself along the spear to like give a dying speech to his father. Mm-hmm. And they try to have that same symbolism in this movie and it's just so bad. I didn't know that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But in this movie, the speech is <laughs> Shinzon just going like... Bleh! Like pawing at Picard's But I mean, he's face. just like, oh, when, when he gets like stabbed initially, he's just like, oh, get you. And he pulls himself along. Woo. <laughs> 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 pulls himself along and just goes, and yeah, Picard's then, like, yeah. Like too many gurgly noises and then he dies. And then Data's like, yo, the transporter's broken, dog, but here, have this like get out of jail free transporter card. Boop. Right. It, like, yeah, that wasn't <laughs> obvious. That was going to happen early in the movie. It's like, oh, you should see that for yourself. We'll get off together. And then, like, yeah, it shows up later when Data's coming to the ship. Like, oh, they're going to use a little and, transporter bead. And that's, again, like, whereas Star Trek Into Darkness was a very, very direct ripoff of Wrath of Khan, this movie is also a ripoff of Wrath of Khan because they, they set up that contrived plot where, you know, Picard and Data are Kirk and Spock, and Spock Data has to sacrifice himself to save the ship from a thing that's going to explode and kill all of them. It's contrived. 
Yeah. And it's, then he comes it's, back. Right. And then, yeah. and then he comes back in the next movie, presumably. But they never got to make it because this movie did so terribly at the box office. I mean, they, they <laughs> even knew they weren't going to make another one. That's, I think, why they had B4 start whistling the Data song because it's like, oh, don't, don't worry. Is the top going to fall over? It's, it's tilting. It's tilting. Oh. All it's in the movie. <laughs> but even in Star Trek Two, they had to... I remember being in the theater when we saw that. Yeah. And I said, fuck that. Very yeah. loudly. There was a lot of people. I think I was like <laughs> twice maybe, and like both times it was like you or like some other people next to me. They're just like, "Fuck that! What the fuck?" Wait, you guys saw this in the theater? No, Inception. Inception. Oh, Inception. Yeah. What what part of it? Did the, you... At the, the very end, when like the top is spinning to like he's Where checking he's to gonna... see if he's oh yeah, it's like yeah. oh he's still in the dream. Yeah, but he's like walks away, well, and the, the top the... is like wobbling a little, and then like the movie ends. Yeah, it's like oh, the top never wobbles when he spins it in the dream, so. It's, it's, is it? I don't know. It's it's just like creating a question and not answering doesn't make your movie deep. It makes you a fucking shitty screenwriter. I was gonna say I agree with you. Even in Star Trek Two, they had to like, you know, give in a little bit and make it open ended as to whether or not Spock was gonna come back. So they copy that too with this where Data's whistling. It's like oh, he's gonna come back. Like question mark. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry, kids. Don't worry. Don't worry, fans. It'll be okay. You can still keep consuming Mr. Data products. Yeah, <laughs> and Data gets the phaser and Shinzon's doom weapon. Right, how many toys were there for this movie? This is a movie that's like tailor-made for having toys and action figures because it was all about mm-hmm. shooty, McBlasting and stuff. and The Argo. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> the Tard Monster, Dune Buggies, Shinzon's ship, Shinzon's fighter craft. Did they have any ar- like kid-sized Argo little yeah, electric things? That's what you were saying. Yeah, I meant like a toy-sized one. Oh, oh, I'm talking oh. about like Barbie's. I don't first know about like car kid- type thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, maybe, maybe. Um, Phaser a- rifles, action figures. I mean, uh, the- if, if this movie had been good, they could have had Star Star Wars level toy marketing. The Deanna Troy Mind Rave playset. <laughs> <laughs> She like comes with like one teddy or something, and then like you know like Riker and his head spins around and it's Shinzon with the patented rape pose. And And you can get a a, a Ron Perlman figure sold separately, and you can attach some creepy plastic to his fingers so it's like dream tendrils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger style, (laughs) making the money. Paramount, call us. How many times does website. she get? How many times does she get like mind raped though? Like she gets mind raped in the series a couple times, doesn't she? She yeah. gets mind raped by the guy who makes her hear the music. Who's yeah, a, he's like, "Oh, you're so nice. I'm gonna rape you now." Yeah, yeah. Um, she sort of gets mind raped when the aliens who are making them all not sleep want helium That's or right. hydrogen. Oh, and the guy playing the <laughs> fucking music. Yeah, Kevin. That guy, the guy who puts the music in her head, and she's like, no, and she's going nuts. Oh, yo, yeah. MacGyver's grandpa. MacGyver's grandpa. That's right. Yeah. yeah. She goes, so she gets like mind raped three times that we can recall in the series. I think there's a fourth time. <clears throat> oh, my God. Really? Doesn't that, that creepy guy who talks to Tin Man also get her to back off by using his immense power? Yeah, I don't know if he does anything to her, but it's seriously the amount of times that she's had to seek. She's the only counselor on the ship too. Who's she gonna get counseling from? 
she have to like do a commuting thing, like subspace commute for an no, appointment? Or? No, no, they all call up Sigmund Freud in the holodeck. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're not thinking cliche enough. All right, and then, well, she kind of gets, and then she gets assaulted by Data in the turbo lift. <laughs> like, he fucking stabs her with a knife. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was trying to get the little alien out of your, your, your arm and stuff. And then... His, yeah, Data's dream about eating her as a cake. Right, and she gets eaten while she's a cake, and Worf is eating her and stuff. He's like, you know, it's a cellular peptide cake with and, mint frosting. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like, and Data's like, he's like, oh, it's a cellular pet. And then Worf just like has his mouth full. Like, don't You're really not convincing me to like ever watch this series. You realize that, right? Look, if you don't, if you don't like it for that, it's a good series, at least watch it. Cause it's got a lot of funny moments in it. It is really good. Riker grabs her by the pussy as a cake, gets that piece. Does he? <laughs> does, does he? Oh, I and, think... and, and, no, 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 wait, too. Barkley also, like, you know, abuses her image in the holodeck. Like, That's he's, right. He's getting laid by the holodeck uh, manifestations of Troy right. and uh, Dr. Crusher. Right. <laughs> so that's five. We're up to five times. Yeah. Oh, she gets her mind messed with in that seventh season episode where she's, like, reliving the experience of the... The, the people that committed suicide. Okay. The and lady then, that's like buried in the wall of and the then, ship. And then the one where her sister is actually dead and her mom mind raped her to forget about it. Right. And she has to uh-huh. go inside her mom's mind and she gets chased by a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So we're almost up to 10 times she's been a phys- physically or mentally abused in the series. So they got to do it in the movie. But she came out okay. The, the Ron Perlman mind yeah. rape playset. That's right. <laughs> Is that from, that's from Playmates, the people who make all the great Star Trek toys. It's Mattel. 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 Yeah. It's like the, yeah. Oh, man. Whoa. See, you can find value in this movie, Justin. You just have to look very hard. I already found my one nugget of value. Melting the door shut. That's it. That's it. So Data had just watched Aliens or something, and he figured that you got to like weld the door shut. That's the only way to keep him out. I think Picard actually welded the door shut. Oh, but... so Picard had watched it on his iPad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's probably watching it on the little monitor in his chair. That Ripley, she was smart. Yep. 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 And they said, we should make a sequel. And then the audience was like, be extremely painful. Yes. For you. This movie killed Star Trek for seven years. For the studio. (laughs) They fucking killed it internally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't touch anything related to Star Trek. Right. Star Trek went off the air completely in 2005, and so it was Enterprise and this movie that put the final nails in the coffin. You know what? I think this movie might have, like, stabbed Star Trek in the stomach a few times, and then Enterprise came along and shot it in the head. Yeah, it was already yeah. bleeding to death slowly after this, and then Enterprise just put a shotgun in its mouth. <laughs> okay. Yep. And now we have the and then they, hobbled they, corpse yeah. of it running right. around. They turn to a man that they didn't, they didn't fully understand. Frankenstein. And he fucked things up for them. He yeah. just wanted to see the world of Star Trek burn. <laughs> so they got Dr. JJ in there to put in 1.21 gigawatts of electricity into its corpse. Along with the Beastie Boy soundtrack. Oh god! And he's like, "Hey guys!" He came into their their pitch room, 
And he's just like doing like the little TV box thing with his fingers. Be like, hey guys, pic- picture this. Picture this. Star Trek becomes Star Wars. All right. Well, Star Trek becomes a Star Wars prequel. All right. Yeah. <laughs> lots of CGI, lots of action, the plot. And... No, no, just trust me. We need guns and bombs and we need tits and. Yeah, lots of tits and, and ass. That's what audiences like yeah. these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know all that stuff that Star Trek's been about? People just don't connect with thinking anymore. Well, they don't. He's, he, was, he was right about <laughs> yeah, that. Well, a cynical but accurate attitude, unfortunately. But Star Trek. Star Trek. Dark Vader. Dark Vader. Captain Cork. Captain Kirok. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, fuck. What do we do now? I, I guess this is, the end of, like, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> No, yeah, what are we doing now? No, it's like this is the last episode ever. Like, there's nothing else to talk about. We can't let Star Trek Nemesis kill the podcast. What's <laughs> like next, Justin? Killed... I already recommended something earlier. What was that? Westworld? Yeah. All right. The movie? Oh, okay, I mean, unless you want to watch the... I mean, I'm going to keep watching the series, but there isn't that much going on yet. I mean, it's sort of just okay. introductions. I'm afraid point. I don't have an HBO subscription, so... You know, because we only do things legally here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually watched Nemesis right. on Netflix, though. <laughs> well, so, why not? Huh? Why not? What do you mean, why not? Why not? Why wouldn't you? Because you already I mean, got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Didn't have to go to the iTunes store and buy it. <laughs> you know what's even sadder <laughs> than buying this movie off the iTunes store? Is renting it. <laughs> you know, like renting it, thinking you're going to like save some money. By renting it, it's like no, you. Still, yeah, I would you be, still lost a lot of money. I would be <laughs> so disappointed if I, you know, went to Blockbuster on like Friday, you know, after school one time, and like got this movie from like the new release wall. Yeah. And then I got home and like popped this in the VCR, dicked around with the tracking to you know fix it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you didn't have auto tracking? Uh, one of my VCRs did. The other one didn't. Shit. And then Dark Ages. I had to watch this shit. Yeah, and four by three stereo sound. Yep. Do you know that is kind of a, a sad thing that has been lost is the ability to just have a selection out in front of you and be able to kind of sift through it. It's it's not the same now when you're searching for things through well, like Siri or something. It's like you only have to know what you're looking for. I don't know. Like it's kind of annoying with the digital trends the way they're going that like every studio kind of wants to have their own little thing rather than like you know where we had a blockbuster hollywood video where you could walk in and you know the new release wall would be from every studio rather than oh this is just the disney wall this is just you know the paramount wall or whatever it's like yep so now you actually have to like go back to and hunt that rather than sort of just it, it takes more time i think to search through your apple tv or amazon or whatever to find something you want to watch because you have to know exactly what you're looking for. If you want to just discover something new to watch, it's so it was so much easier to just walk into this place and see like that wall of stuff and say like, you know what, I think I might like that. The only now, thing that's gotten a little close is for me, Netflix sometimes recommends stuff that I want to see, but it doesn't always work. A lot of their recommendations like, fuck, I don't want to watch this Parks and Rec thing. Right. It's like no. the, the algorithm, like on Amazon, the algorithm is clearly just 
showing you things related to things you already bought. It's like, oh, you were looking yeah. for headphones yesterday. Let's show all these other headphones. Like, well, I purchased headphones <laughs> yesterday too. Why do I need more? Exactly. And it's like, you, need you more. know, you watched an action movie yesterday. Why not watch all these other action movies? It's like, well, no, maybe I feel like something different, you know, uh, and or something that you can't predict. You can't do that anymore. I think that's... You know, we're talking about Star Trek Nemesis 2002. That's back when you could go to Blockbuster. And yeah, that's not exactly saying, what I'm not saying Blockbuster is a good company. They weren't, but they, they had an advantage in that you had a well, selection. Like at the, at their peak, they weren't bad. It just they didn't adapt to right. digital trends and quick enough, really. <laughs> they tried later after they already got their asses handed them by like Netflix and Amazon. Oh, yeah, Blockbuster version of Netflix. I can't remember that was. Blockbuster was, Direct. Was yeah. that I thought it was, was Blockbuster <laughs> Now. Or, no, it was yeah, Direct. yeah, Blockbuster Now. That was what it, I think. Oh, I, and uh, they that went down the shitter real fast. Yep. Yeah, they were like a. They almost were like a Red Box type thing. Gross. Yeah, but it was See, bad. but Red Box too. Like, do you really want to touch that thing? Nope. Because all these other people have touched that thing, and like every time I see one of those machines, it's fucking grimy. Well, that's like you, you can go to the one up here near that Kroger. No, there's one in the Madeira Kroger, too, that looks like a piece of shit. Oh, really? Okay. And it's like, you know, I don't want to touch that because it looks like somebody threw up on it. You know, it's like, like <laughs> I want my movie, but I don't want somebody's puke. I don't want it that bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. And if I go to Amazon or someplace, it's like, yeah, their selection is huge, but it's just like, do you, like, there's no, like, virtual, maybe that's something virtual reality can help solve, you know? I'm just thinking out loud. If you were to put a virtual headset on and you can like oh. walk into a virtual blockbuster. Hey, or that reminds me. So there was some Blade Runner two news that came out. Oh, all right. I think it was Blade Runner two. Maybe yeah. you want to fact check me while I'm saying this. But yeah. I think they said Blade Runner two would be released in VR as well with the standalone movie or like screen release. Really? I could be wrong about it. I thought it was some sci-fi sequel movie this week that announced something about vr so it'll be like 360 vr or it's just i think it would just be like the wide angle so you could pan a little bit like you're sitting in the front row of a theater because it, it, it'd be kind of cool when if they get to the point where they're doing like 360 degree uh movies mm -hmm. and you know they're releasing them and you can put your headset on and be able to actually like feel like you're in the film actually that would be it'd be a different experience. Yeah. That I would try. I don't know if it's going to be cool or not, but I would try it definitely. I I, I guess it could kind of be like 3D is now like maybe there is initially some things where it's like you know in the theme parks and whatnot they have like a VR helmet in one of the you know movies that's like oh like reaching out at you and shit or like throwing bees at your back or next to your ears. Bees. <laughs> um, well, no, there's like Disney has that sort of shit where like you're sitting in a right. chair and they like spray mist or whatever. And yeah, yeah. like at the Animal Kingdom, like the spider shoots out a thing out of the screen, like and, and yeah. you feel like it go past your. And head. then like there's like yeah. little things underneath the chairs that like hit your ankles yeah. with like yeah. string and what. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, anyway, was I right about that? Or you were right. Okay. But the movie's called Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, that was it. There wasn't Blade Runner 2. It's available October 2017, starring Harrison Ford as Deckard and with his young assistant, Ryan Gosling. Oh, so uh, what's her name? Is it going to come back? <laughs> Sean <Yes>. Young? <laughs> She's kind of like, I think she went crazy, didn't she, or something? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Ryan Gosling. Yay. Is he going to have his scorpion jacket? Everybody's favorite actor who grew up in Florida but talks like he's from New York City. I'm a replicant with abs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Harrison Ford. Hello, Junior. <laughs> well, it's better than Shia LaBeouf taking over. You got to worry about the small ones. Yeah, small cocks. He's right. Dangerous. Mm. Okay, but yeah. Westworld. Westworld. West the movie, to be clear. 